the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. 602-508-0960. I am Seth Leibson coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio, brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. I, um... If there weren't this shooting in Iowa, the school shooting in Iowa, um, I'm guessing that the explosions in Iran yesterday or the Jeffrey Epstein thing would be top of news. I'm not I'll, I'll confess an ignorance here and an apathy I'm willing to be schooled and scolded on. I truly am. But what am I missing with the Jeffrey Epstein thing? Why am I not moved by it? like everyone else seems to be. I, it's, a, it's a horrible, horrible scandal all around from a horrible, emanating from a horrible, horrible, monstrous human being and a set of enablers and clients and friends. But is there, is there, is there much new here? I'm, I'm good that we are reminded of horrible. I'm good that we are reminded of evil. I'm glad that we are reminded of evil, I should say. I'm glad that we are reminded of horrible. I don't mean to diminish that at all. And any time we can, going back to my commentary in the first hour, my monologue in the first hour, speak of what man is when he is just and what he is when he is unjust. As Aristotle put it, man at justice is the best. Man in justice is the best of all, is the most perfect of all creatures— Man without justice is the most savage of all creatures, eminently true. And I'm glad for that reminder. But if I'm missing something more or else, please do let me know. Please do. Um, I covered the Iran thing, I think, pretty substantially in the last hour. If I left anything on the table, feel free to let me know on that as well. It wasn't Israel. It wasn't the United States. It was an Islamic organization. And then I went into the origins of that organization, not created by Donald Trump. Um, so let's just talk about the school shooting for a moment in Iowa. Looks like it was a 17-year-old, according to the police, student who engaged in it. I'm only going off of pictures that have been released from what this deranged mind posted Looks like another case of terrible mental disturbance. I hope we get a talk screen. We almost never seem to anymore. We almost never seem to. I hope the discussion is not exclusively about what took place today and what may have been said to this young child yesterday but what the hell was going on in his life for the last 17 years that led him to this. 
That's what the discussion should be about. What were the adults doing and saying to and with this child? And he was a child. What kinds of behaviors were was he exhibiting that people did or did not do anything about? This didn't happen over the course of an hour or a day. There was a 17-year or at least several-year or month-long incubation period here. What were adults doing? Parents, educators, friends. And what was this kid possibly using? Whether we're talking the mass shooting involving Gabby Giffords or the Aurora Theater or the Pulse Nightclub or the Sutherland Springs First Baptist Church or the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School or the Uvalde, Texas case. In almost all of these mass shootings committed by young people, drugs are found usually marijuana. Will we get a toxicology report on this, or will it go against the grain of the narrative people would rather foment? You can better believe it'll be a question about gun control at the next Iowa debate that CNN is hosting next week, and I bet it's more than one question, and I bet the people moderating the debate won't be satisfied with the first answers or any of the answers from either Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis. I think they're the only two people on that stage. Chris Chris Christie didn't qualify and Vivek Ramaswamy didn't qualify. When a teenager deliberately sets out to take the lives of other children or adults, and he did take out the life of another younger child today, we are directed first and foremost to see, witness, we must, a multi-front set of failures, a multi-front set of social and civic and psychological failures. And they all tend to constitute or fit similar themes and fact patterns. Let's first think a little bit about what we put these children through for the last several years, upending them first and foremost through lockdowns and shutdowns and cessations of things we know are healthy for children's mental and physical growth. Group activities, religious services, family gatherings. But we broke all those bows, didn't we? And children fell to the greatest youth mental health crisis in the history of our country. Over 90% of school counselors said they saw an uptick in mental health challenges from their students. Over 
Children were traumatized. We closed their schools and all their social and athletic activities, disrupting their normal lives as well as their understandings of normalcy and stability. Many warned of this. Many warned of this. There was a Department of Education report. 70% of United States public schools reported an increase in seeking, excuse me, in students seeking mental health services during the COVID-19 pandemic. 75% of schools reported an increase in concerns from staff regarding students' anxiety levels and trauma. We're always told to have a conversation. We're always told we need to have a national conversation. How many conversations we've had about guns cannot be counted. Cannot be counted. But how many conversations have we had with adults saying we will never, ever again use children, frighten them, and isolate them to placate the fears of adults. How many serious people are having those conversations? Almost every one of these cases, almost every one of them, adults had inklings or were informed about what was going on beforehand. In other words, the incubationary, the incubatory assailant sounded sirens and lit up flashing red lights. In other words, these things are preventable. That's what I'm trying to to impart. They're preventable. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio, brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Uh, young David, mm-hmm. well, actually, <laughs> I didn't mean young David. Um question mark i meant young david comma i'm sorry ah. that was on me but if you have something to add you're always welcome <laughs> about what well okay i was about to say young david comma uh-huh. I, maybe there's not stop <laughs> stop it <laughs> young david brought to my attention not even a comma there should be nothing there young david brought to my attention and uh, an article yesterday that's a little bit related. Mm. Yes. Now I know where we're going. <laughs> I'll keep this, I'll keep I'm going to revise this. that you're always welcome. <laughs> Young David brought to – this is actually a very serious issue. Young David brought to my attention a slightly related issue attendant to what we may find out about this shooter, shooter in Iowa. And um, it's the euphemism – of language run riot. You told me about a bill that passed in California as only it could. 
California Assembly Bill 1130, which went into effect on Monday, starting in 2024. In addition to, uh, shall we say, antiquated terms like retarded for the mentally impaired, you are no longer allowed to use the word addict in legal documents in California, and you cannot use that in their uh, legal system. They've been stricken from the books with regards to somebody who is addicted to harmful substances. If you read... The thank you for that, David. If you read the um, and thanks for bringing it to my attention, the press release from the assembly member in California who sponsored and wrote this bill. Yes, they are replacing the term addict with quote person with substance use disorder. He writes in his press release, this change is consistent with God, excuse me, this change is consistent with guidance from the National Institutes of Health to avoid terms that increase stigma when discussing addiction. This change is consistent with the guidance from the National Institutes of Health. Do yourself a favor and or me one. David, do you have a uh, a web a web page a web uh, browser open possibly? Yes. Go to the homepage of the Nas- National Institutes of Health or the National Institute on Drug Abuse, which is part of the National Institutes of Health. If you go to the um, National Institute of Drug Abuse of the National Institutes of Health. NIDA, I'm here. NIDA.NIH.gov. Is that where you're at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Read, just read down from the top of the page, please. The text from the very top. National Institute on Drug Abuse, Advancing Addiction Science. Whoa! Whoa! With guidance from the National... Institutes of Health were getting rid of the word addiction, I thought. It's right there on their website. Go down to the next bold thing you see on their homepage, please. What does it say? Research topics. No, below that. that those are tabs. Go to the main text. In bold, National Institute on Drug Abuse. Then what? Supporting scientific research and drug use and addiction. Whoa! Yeah, and addiction. Whoa! I thought this was because they wanted to get rid of the word addiction with the guidance from the National Institutes of Health. It's right there twice in the top, what, tenth of their page? The Mm -hmm. first things you see, the word addiction? What do you think of as perhaps one of the most famous... Recovery, rehab institutes in the land, if you had to think of one. I'll give you a hint. You're a polit- you like politics. Think politics. Think first ladies. Betty Ford. Thank you. Oh, yes. Okay, Betty Ford centers. Yep. Uh-huh. Now part of what many in the recovery and rehab community know as Hazleton. Hazleton is another big one. Equally big. They've merged. It's now known as the Hazleton Betty Ford Foundation. Okay. okay. If you go to their website, easy enough to go to, hazeltonbettyford.org, 
the first words because you're not up on it. I mean, you're not you don't have it up on your screen. It's okay. I did this for you. We're splitting the work. Oh, I see it. Yep. Okay, you have it. Yep. Please read. Hazelton Betty Ford, world-renowned provider, addiction and mental health treatment. Whoa, services. whoa, 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 whoa. All right, what's the text right under it in somewhat short, smaller font? <clears throat> we understand what it takes to get your life back from addiction. Whoa! We're not allowed to use these words. With guidance from the National Institutes of Health, and yet they are the ones using these words. What is the um, probably most successful free treatment service in the country? I'll give you a hint. Think Jeff Taylor. Salvation yes, Army? Yes, the Salvation Army. Okay. Yes. Go to any of their websites and you will see in the Salvation Army. For example, any of their any of their state based organizations addiction addiction. For example, in Southern California, where you think they'd be pretty busy, I'd, I'd imagine in Santa Monica and L.A. County, rather, they'd be pretty busy. The Salvation Army, South, Southern California, please support our fight against alcohol and drug addiction in Southern California. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that we can euphemize our way out of dangerous consequences because we think it's the language that's the problem, or we can use language to identify and indicate indicate precisely that which it is that we mean to say. We can play this game all day long, but have we gotten more or less dangerous and illegal drug use in this country since the long trajectory of finding the most sanitizing words possible for drug abuse? Drug abuse went to drug use, which went to substance abuse, which went to substance use, which is now persons with substance use disorder. Has all that cleansing of the language made it better or worse in this country? Well, the answer is worse. We're at an all-time high. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Brought to you in part by the good folks at the Midas Gold Group. They've said that the U.S. government and the Fed will have no choice but to eventually steer interest rates lower. Because if they don't, the current level of interest rates will bankrupt the nation. There's no telling when the dam will break. But when it does, Midas wants to make sure you have flood insurance, in this case gold. Call Midas Gold Group now. Look into the opportunities gold can provide you as a way of to diversify your investments, call them at 480-360-3000 or check them out online at MidasGoldGroup.com. Midas Gold Group is the nation's number one veteran-owned gold IRA firm. Protect your assets. Call 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Midas Gold Group, always faithful. MidasGoldGroup.com. 
Yeah, you made a good point, David, on the break about that Assembly Bill 1130. What did you say? How much how much money, energy? Oh, gee. Well, how much money and energy was spent into passing that in California? And I said, well, in California, the Democrats do have a supermajority at the state legislative, so probably not a lot of money. But how much of that could have been used to actually solve the problem? Yeah, changing the wording won't solve the problem. That's what they think it will do. They think that that will help because it gets rid of the oh, stigma. How stigmatized? Yeah, right? what? What? Oh, did you? Would it be interesting to you to know that the Social Security Administration has uh, follow-ups for former drug addicts? Yeah, addicts or, or uh, former drug addicts? You can't say that in California. Yep, you can't Oxford Treatment Center? Am I a drug addict? That was just last year that they published so none that. Of, none of this can be uh, can receive a California grant. I'm guessing. I'll let you work on that. Thank you, David, for that. Am I missing something? They think that's what. It's going to solve the problem. Now, obviously, not everyone who has a drug or alcohol problem ends up homeless. Obviously, there are millions of people with those problems, over 20 million in this country. We have about, what, four to 500,000 homeless. Um, but is stigma, I mean, if you're thinking the problems that addiction can lead to, is stigma the. Is stigma really the issue anymore? I understand that it was once. I mean, that's why Betty Ford was so popular, actually, for coming out with her alcohol problem, is that that was to help with the stigma. Well, that was that was the 1970s. And I understand well and believe in much of the disease model of this stuff. Certainly I do. That's for the most part, incontrovertible. It should not be stigmatized. The behavior, wrongful behavior, whether under the inducement or not of something, should be. But the condition itself should not be any more than mental illness or cancer. But is that really the problem we need to be focusing on, especially if you're California? California has played a fun game with this, and a not healthy one at that, by the way. How about they stop falling in love with themselves over the the phraseology games they give us like, oh, how about California Sober? or California-style sobriety. Which is to say, really, not sober. That's what that means. You don't get half credit here. The big book in AA says half measures avail us nothing. One of the most successful programs in this entire universe when it comes to this entire universe. You want to know how many times the word addict is used in a 12-step meeting? Routinely. But they think that they'll get their hands on this by changing the language, by normalizing it and detoxifying it. And the problem is it's preventable, and it's preventable with only one message— that it is toxic, that it is dangerous. And I'm for, I'm all for people knowing that, not sanitizing and making it safer.
I missed the big one. Well, I missed a big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you to list. Yeah, thank thank you to listener um, to listener John um, <laughs> on my little spiel of the last segment. There is a professional organization <laughs> of treatment professionals. By the way, do you know what it's called? I don't. NAADAC, the National Association for Addiction Professionals. <laughs> What do they think the NAADAC stands for? Do you know what their uh, their title is? The Association for Addiction Professionals. Are, are all these organizations going to have to change their name to be able to uh, to operate in California? Obviously, no. I don't think so. But boy, if they do, we are in the soup. Doug is in Maricopa. Hello, Doug. I agree. Well, I got to say, we are already in the soup. We're already in the soup. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's just a matter of how deep is it, you know. So. How hot and how deep, I know. Yeah. Well, um, great subject, too, by the way, but I would like to put a slight, uh, slightly different look to it and hear your opinion about how off I am. Um, I think it's less about addiction here, and I know this is personal to you because you're, you're – you're involved in this so personally, and you're doing such a stellar job, you and your groups. Um, but I view it more Thank as you, just by the one. Way. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, it's 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 really meant too. I, I truly admire what you're doing. Um, but this is nothing more than another uh, bit of liberal speak. Uh, they do this all the time. There's two ways you can handle things. And, of course, the liberals usually take the incorrect path. That is to say, if you have a problem with theft or anything to do with bad behavior, you can work with the individual and say you have to learn to make better choices and pay for the consequences and have more discipline. In other words, that's the hard road. The way the liberals do it is redefine it you know, use code words and make the deviancy okay. Um, like, like they let's just say huge portion, disproportionate amount of black men in prison. You could say, now we know that eight out of ten of the black men in prison don't have fathers. That's hard to try to fix. We got to get the fathers back in the home. Secondly, that's personal responsibility. We can't have that. So we say it's racism. If you are an illegal alien, illegal because you are breaking an existing law, and you are alien because you aren't a citizen, that's what they do is say that's bad because it actually describes the problem, so they got to come up with code words. If your kid gets an F, and so therefore it's, <laughs> they get red ink, that's bad emotionally. So instead of working hard for weeks with your children <laughs> to help them get a C, we it change does. it to purple. I'm laughing. I'm, I'm sorry to laugh. Better. I'm just sorry to laugh because. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to laugh because Doug, do you realize that the, these euphemisms and neologisms get us farther away from the solution? Yes. Uh, yes. There, there is a euphemism yes. for a fatherless incarcerate. It's a, it's they come from a single parent home. Which parent do you? Yes, think? A single parent yes. home. So we don't know what problem to go after. Maybe they don't have right. moms. You know. By the way, I said incarcerate. That's been replaced too. That's a justice involved person now. 
Mm-hmm. A justice-involved yep. person if you've been person. arrested. Have you ever been arrested? Involved. No, I'm a justice-involved person. Yeah. person. Oh, yeah. you're a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, hello. Yeah. Hello. And, and something's illegal. Well, it can't be that because, see, anytime, you can't take corrective action unless you know what it is. And by the way, guilt or feeling bad very often is a very important part of the process of changing you know, if if I don't feel remorse, that's called remorse. I'm feeling bad because, in other words, there's a correct behavior and a bad behavior. Now, part of it might be chemistry, part of it might be genetic, but a hu- often a huge portion of it's behavioral. Now, we have to be able to define something as good or bad. By the way, that's also why they don't Or at like- least desirable and undesirable. Even if you don't want to yeah. go as far as good yeah. and bad, could we agree on desirable and undesirable? There could we, we do that? Yes. Yes, exactly. That would get us there. That would do the same thing without any notion of stigma whatsoever. But that's also why they don't like religion. Because, see, in, in religion, in whether Judaism or Christianity and, or anything, what you have is you have a set of moral principles of good and bad behavior. And that is to say one form of behavior is preferred over another, both personally and spiritually, but also it helps societally. Now, that requires judgment. Judgment is not good. So we, get, we demean the religion, and we therefore get rid of all consequences of bad behavior. The liberal, and here's the end result. Liberals do not ever fix the problem. They change the words on the problem. Well, that's because they're commandment questioning. Yes, exactly right. And yeah, yeah, because if you try to fix the problem, A, it takes away power from the state. It goes back to also, the Also, it takes away agency. You're not responsible, right? It takes That's it. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, it but I'm just saying this has it's very consistent. Which by the way is a real problem in addiction. By the way, now that I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Because the mark yes. of addiction is everything is someone else's fault. The moment you stop realizing that, the moment you're on the road to recovery, this delays that. Yeah, that delays it. And it doesn't matter if it's anger issues. It doesn't matter if it's uh, lack of good food or exercise. Every problem and failing requires a self-assessment and a readjustment. But you can't do that if you can't accurately describe it. Yeah. No, of course. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, so we did, we it, with, we did it with terrorism. Liberal, we did it yeah. with terrorism. We did it with yeah. um, uh, uh, radical Islam. Uh, how about right. every right. G-forsaken terrorist movement that puts the word right. liberation in their name? How about yep. that? Yep. Oh, we're not terrorists. Yep. We're liberators. We're liberationists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're not trying—we we don't hate Jews. We're just trying to uh, liberate Palestine from this river to the sea, essentially extinguishing them. Change the words. You can cover your absolute genocide. Uh-huh. It's, you know, it's, it's frightening how it's used, but it's used all the time by the left. Totally. Totally. Yep. I want to um, salute—obviously, you're bringing this up, but, you know— the smart folks that saw this coming a long time ago, you know, maybe maybe with all our commitment to reread or read things, 
we should go back to some Orwell. Maybe we should go Mm -hmm. back to some Emerson. Maybe we should go back to some Lewis. When's the last time Emerson, Orwell, and Lewis were assigned? Yeah. A long time ago. A long time ago. Thanks, Doug. You bet. Thanks. Portions of this show brought to you by our friends at Y-Refi. They have a secure investment available to you that actually helps people where you can earn up to a 10.25% fixed rate of return, and it's not correlated to the stock market or the Federal Reserve. You're in control. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you like. There are no fees. Peace of mind. No attack on principle. If you ever need your money back, and of course you get a monthly statement with no surprises, secure collateralized portfolio makes a better option for you than where you have your money now. Just check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y. Call it 888-Y-REFI-24. You can also visit with them. They're based here locally. Their offices are on Chauncey Lane in North Phoenix. If you do visit them, I've been there many times, you get no sales pitch and you won't be asked to sign a thing. They leave the selling up to me, Larry Elder, and a lot of other great folks. So check them out if you don't see them in person at investyrefi.com or give them a call at 888-YREFI-24 or well, or well. About a year before he uh, opened his novel 1984 with the euphemisms, the likes of which Doug was talking about, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. He uh, wrote an essay on politics in the English language. I beg you all read it. He says, The great enemy of clear language is insincerity. When there is a gap between one's real and one's declared aims, one turns, as it were, instinctively to exhausted idioms. In our time, political speech and writing are largely the defense of the indefensible. How do you think we get terrorists being liberationists. He writes, the political language has to consist largely of euphemism, question, begging, and sheer cloudy vagueness. Nice phrase, that. Sheer cloudy vagueness. Millions of peasants are robbed of their farms and sent trudging along the roads with no more than they can carry. This is called transfer of population or rectification of frontiers. People are imprisoned for years without trial. This is called the elimination of unreliable elements or psychological misfit. Read that essay, Politics in the English Language. That'd be an easy resolution to keep. You can do it tonight. Be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.